right, you just heard Tina Trajani talking about Dorian, how Hurricane Dorian is uh, creeping up the U.S. Uh, coast and now is threatening uh, the southeastern U.S. coast. It is uh, re-energized with 115 mile per hour winds. It's rattling winds and, and sideways rain knocking out power for more than 200,000 homes and businesses as it pushed northward towards North Carolina's uh, outer banks, which are dangerously exposed. And I believe uh, they are threatening, it's also threatening uh, Georgia. We saw what it's done to the Bahamas. It is just devastating some of the destruction that we're seeing from satellite images. I mean, the airport is completely uh, out in in uh, Freeport. It is, it's useless. It's damaged. Uh, and it's underwater. And Brian Baumler is a television host. He uh, has he has a new show out. It's called Island of uh, Brian. You may have seen it where he and his wife, Sarah, go down with a very small crew to a resort they bought on a small island in the Bahamas. And they revive this resort. And it is a lot of fun to watch. But you also realize how slowly things move and the challenges that you have when you're talking about uh, rebuilding on an island, something that uh, has existed there. Now, with the devastation like we have now. Imagine the cost of rebuilding uh, Bahama. I believe uh, that island is 60% underwater. In some cases, the topography has been changed. They don't feel that uh, some places will ever drain. And so uh, the Baumler family have set up a GoFundMe campaign, and uh, they are helping out the people of Bahamas, which I would imagine, Brian, you're joining us from Bahamas right now. Y- you all, I am. You think of as, as a second family now, don't you? Um, yeah, I mean, we've, you know, we've been down here for about a year and a half now working, um, you know, alongside uh, the Bahamians, getting to know the people down here. And of course, um, you know, this was a, one of those events that we experienced Irma a couple of years ago with, with friends and family down in, in the Florida Keys. And this was one that, uh, you know, we watched coming across the Atlantic. Uh, it certainly raised the uh, anxiety and you watch the spaghetti models and, and a lot of them had this thing you know, coming directly through Cerulemar, our project here, which, uh, you know, obviously worried us for, for ourselves and friends and family on the island. But a lot of our staff have family directly affected, and, and some of our staff actually lost family members in Abaco and, and Grand Bahama as well. So this, this one hits pretty close to home. When you uh, were hearing that the the hurricane was headed your way, did you have to, you know, put up boarding? Did you get ready, or did it uh, turn before uh, before you were able to do anything like that? Well, the it, it's interesting. This this hurricane developed so quickly um, with with Irma. You know, you had these models that that had it pointing in one direction for a significant amount of time and, and gave us time to prepare. Uh, at at some point. Uh, about 10 days ago, it was pointed directly towards the south end of Bahamas where we are. So we had, uh, you know, staff and our general managers on, on site uh, preparing, obviously putting everything away and, and getting ready uh, because at the last minute, these things can change their mind, change their direction, the, their speed. Uh, we saw it in Grand Bahama where this thing, you know, went over and destroyed Abaco and then just sat on top of Freeport uh, for days. So, yeah, we, we had to we had to prepare for the worst and, and hope for the best, obviously. The, you know, I've watched your show, Island of Brian, and it's uh, it's a real eye-opener. And a couple of times I thought, oh, what did they do? 
uh, you know, trying to take this on. Um, but some of the challenges of building and getting supplies to remote islands in the Bahamas were really eye-opening. And I think we're interesting for people to watch, especially because a lot of people do the all-inclusive situation. Or, you know, they go to a small resort on an island and they don't really realize how much work went into building that so that it could be, you know, suitable for, you know, them to just get a little R&R. But, you know, the infrastructure wasn't there in, in most cases. You know, you had deliveries uh, showing up on, uh, you know, at a very, at a snail's pace or, you know, people just were on island time. Talk about, you know, from your experience of, you know, renovating and, and building a resort almost from the ground up because it, it certainly wasn't what you bargained for at the beginning when you purchased it. Um, talk about the challenges that you see for rebuilding in the Bahamas and the Grand Bahamas, like what are they up against? The logistics are are a huge one. Everything arrives by aircraft or boat, and that leads to cost. And the cost of, of getting everything to an island, uh, flying it in, I mean, the, the, the costs are, are enormous. And, it you know, it, it was the same thing, you know, 100 years ago in, in North America, before the highways and the railroads, that kind of thing. You're, you're really now dealing with a place that doesn't have a direct supply chain, um, You've got Grand Bahama where the airport is out, Abaco is out. We had um, colleagues uh, going over there in, in helicopters because airplanes can't land. Uh, you know, there's roofs all over the runway. So they, they have to get in first to clear this debris to allow uh, the airplanes to get in with, with aid initially for the people that need it. Um, but even ships going in, there's a, there's a, a group called Yacht Aid and, and um, there's a, a mega yacht loon that, that kind of gives its time and, and services to bring aid in, uh, they've got up to Abaco and Marsh Harbor and, and dropped the first load off. But just getting in there initially, uh, there are houses and, and material and trees and everything floating out in the ocean after these events uh, that get you know stirred up on the island and then washed out when the waters do recede. Uh, so getting in there is extremely hazardous. So just just trying to do it on an island that hasn't been hit by a hurricane, the, the, the cost logistics, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a nightmare. Um, after an event like this, it's even that much harder just to get in and try and rescue the people, let alone start the cleanup and rebuilding process. So you set up this GoFundMe page a day ago. It's the Cirilla Mar Hurricane Dorian Relief Fund. You decided that you would set a goal of $10,000. It seems like a low goal. Were you hoping to inspire people to go well beyond that goal? Was that strategic, setting it at ten grand? No, I think... Um... I think we, we kind of look at everything and say, you know, even five or ten bucks is going to help. A, you know, a, a box of, of, of diapers or some food dropped off at, at somewhere to get airlifted in to help someone is, is, it seems like a drop in the bucket, but to the person receiving it, it's huge. Um, I think we honestly anticipated, you know, being able to send uh, twenty or $30,000 in to cover some of the costs or buy materials to have them flown in. Um, and I think we're, I think we're, we're quickly getting uh, close to a hundred thousand dollars, and of course, the Balmer Family Foundation is is uh, matching the initial donation. So, we're we're getting we're getting to a point where we can actually do some some significant help. Um, we're going to be donating those funds to uh, the Bahamian Red Cross, uh, Yacht Aid, some of the other uh, groups that are bringing uh, funds in there, is bringing materials in there, and, and food. Uh, Makers Air out of Lauderdale has offered to fly uh, their caravans. Uh, uh, their Cessna 208s over uh, and bring materials over and bring back people, even more importantly, that are stuck there as well. 
but again, they're, they're still at the stage of, of trying to clear these runways and uh, getting that initial stuff. We have we have staff at the the hotel here that all have family in in Freeport. Um, a couple of our staff members lost family members in Abaco and Freeport as well. So we're dealing with locally the impact here as well with uh, with our own staff and their needs getting family out and, and getting materials into them. So there's a there's a lot of people that are affected, not just the people that are actually on those islands, but their family, their friends, um, you know, all over the Bahamas and, and U.S. and Canada as well. It's interesting that you say, you know, there's a lot of people affected, not just the people on that main island that, you know, that the... the the hurricane just sat over for 24 hours. It seems just hard to believe that people would, uh, you know, be able to withstand that. And some people weren't. And it's just a tragedy. But there are people now saying, hey, it wasn't all of the islands hitting the Bahamas. So whatever you do, do not cancel your trip to the Bahamas this year, because these are people that are going to really depend on the income, uh, yeah. y- you know, that that you have from tourism to help rebuild. Exactly. They've lost uh I believe it's 23 or 2,400 uh, of hotel rooms and now with the hotels destroyed in those islands out of uh, 17 or 18,000 in total. So you're looking at a 20% loss to the, the biggest revenue generator and, and um, you know, really the, the what feeds the, the people here. Tourism is a, is a massive industry. We kind of sat down before we put the GoFundMe together, and we said, you know, do we do we shut down now for a couple of weeks? Do we take our staff? Do we head up there? But we we do, we do the math and, and look around the island here, and the employees that are working on the project here, their families, uh, the people that depend on those those businesses that are fed by the revenue that's that's flowing through this island as well. Uh, there's so much more to consider than just uh, the islands that are affected. Like I said. Um, you know, that's that's 2,200 uh, hotel rooms that aren't available. That's people that aren't coming down. Uh, so you really have to look at, okay, there's there's rescuing of the people on the ground right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but once those people are safe and sound, how are they going to eat? How are they going to live? Uh, there's so much to consider going forward. So we wanted to be able to, to put some uh, put some money in for the, for the recovery efforts. We want to make sure that, uh, you know, we can grow and get the economy going here as well and, and get our local staff and family uh, employed and taken care of, so they in in turn can can help with their families that were affected. It, uh, it it's a far far reaching, much, far much farther than just the people directly affected. Your GoFundMe campaign it started at ten thousand dollar goal in under twenty four hours. It's at sixty eight thousand and three dollars. And Brian, right. how long does this stay up? Uh, I mean, we we had it set to go right to the end of September for thirty days. Uh, we're we're kind of new to this. We we just said let's. Uh, Let's see what we can do to help out. You know, initially, um, when Irma passed in in Marathon a couple of years ago, we have we have property down in the Keys, and our family and friends were there. We went down before the hurricane to help them strap up, and after the hurricane, we actually took a 53 footer uh, trailer full of supplies from Lowe's and other donors in, in Canada, and brought them down there to the to the sheriff's office and helped in in some of the recovery and cleanup. Um, and looking at, you know how long that took having a highway a major airport everything uh to come back you know they're, they're going to need a lot of a lot of assistance it's it's this is going to be a, a big recovery for those islands 
Well, all you have to do is Google it on uh, GoFundMe pages. Uh, the GoFundMe campaign is called Cirilla Mar Hurricane Dorian Relief. And as you said, the uh, Baumler Foundation is going to match the initial donation. So that's a great thing you're doing. And Brian, uh, uh, please, uh, I, I wish you the best of luck and know that our thoughts are with you and uh, and your staff and the people that you love and care about and call a second family down there uh, as they try and rebuild after this tragedy. Yeah, thanks very much. And I guess our, our message for... For people watching or listening is, you know, go on social media. There, there, are, there are tons of networks, tons of agencies that are helping out with this. Um, you know, if, if somebody connects with you, if you're able to, to help with a couple bucks here or there, you know, whether it's with, with our initiative or with any of the other initiatives, uh, every, every little drop helps. And, uh, you know, these are, these are very friendly, warm, giving, caring, family-oriented people, uh, and they need some help. Brian, thanks so much. I'm going to uh, put you on hold for a second, and we will uh, chat off air if we could. Uh, it's 11:16. Take a quick break, and don't forget the uh, campaign is a crowd. It's a crowdfunding campaign, Cirilla Mar Hurricane Dorian Relief Fund, and you can give to it now. And we encourage you. It's going to be up till the end of September. That's Brian Baumler from Island of Brian, where he is right now in the Bahamas.